Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm just here to give consent. Okay. All right. I'm gonna watch this whole intro all over again. No. Right. No. No. <laughs> no orange? All right. <laughs> Forget it. No intro. Welcome to Red Saturday View. Today we have a special guest, Gabby. Uh, and Gabby, you're on the show because of Manny. He's uh, he's basically like a father to you almost. Okay, let's let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to have you on the show because um, you are, you're really into music, and you actually were just in a battle of the bands in your school. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, also your mother's here to give us consent that you can be on the show because you are, uh, what are you, like 13 years old? Right? I turned 14 in three days, so. Oh, well, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Happy birthday. Very cool. Thank you. So, what yeah, a so. better present than to be on Rat Salad Review. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just feel sure. privileged? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Anna, do we have your consent to let Gabby on the show and talk to three old Yes. Guys? <laughs> i'll let her talk music with you guys and i'll be watching live all right well before Thank you, you leave though before you yeah. leave what, what do you think of like she's into metal are you into metal as well or i am you are okay all right you can both uh-huh. make both shirts. mother and daughter cool. are rocking both megadeth, megadeth shirts <laughs> today we both coincidentally were megadeth <laughs> and uh anna tell her the last couple of shows you took her to see um let's see the, this year, well, the last few have been death metal shows at the Orpheum. Really? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Say, no, that, that's not a genre that I was really into before. So this is something that's kind of her, but I, you know, obviously have to go with. And yeah. I kind of like it. You know, the, the ambiance is really good and lots of fun. So I have fun, even if I don't understand one word of what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were the last shows we watched, Gabby? The last shows we watched, the last one we went to was Cattle Decapitation. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was fun. And then there was Morbid Angel, but they played two songs and left. And then before what? that, yeah, they played two songs and left because whatever guitarist Trey was like drunk and then he like got knocked out. So <laughs> and, and paramedics came and they were like, can't play Morbid Angel without him. So we were like, oh, that sucks. So that was, that was kind of an awkward one, um, considering I was waiting since Christmas. So that was a little bit annoying. But yeah. Something you don't hear very often, Christmas and Morbid Angel in the same sentence. But <laughs> it's not that yeah. awkward. Well, that's very cool that you're also into metal. But my parents never into metal. So I, I they would not take me to any concert at all. So that's cool that your mother... Yeah, I mean, I've taken her to see a bunch of them. You know, we started off with things like Kiss and, uh, well, we've seen Kiss a few times. Um, we saw Megadeth. We're, doing quite, we're trying to catch everything that she yeah. wants to see. Yeah. So, cool. cool. Gabby, you're going to go see Alice Cooper, right? I'm going to try. That's coming up. Yeah. Don't try. Go. Anyway. Go. <laughs> Manny got his quota of the show. Yeah, one, I got my Alice Cooper mention in there. All right. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, very cool. Thank so, yeah, you very I'm much. just I'm just a supportive mom. 
Like, if this is what she's into, this is what we do. And, you know, it's legit. Good stuff. Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, again, thank you very much for letting us talk to Gabby. Okay, awesome. I'll be watching you guys. Have fun. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. All right, Gabby. Spill the beans. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? Where do you start? start? Well, what? Hmm. uh, How old were you when you first started playing? Well, what was the instrument? So, the first instrument I picked up was guitar, and I picked that up when I was seven in second grade. Um, obviously, I'm turning 14 the day after tomorrow, so that's about seven years almost, and um really my main thing though which I've only been playing this six years because I started drumming in third grade um I've been playing I've been playing drums for six years and I figured out that that's like my strong point mm. to be honest you know so <laughs> drums are definitely my favorite they were kind of, uh, um, it is a Yamaha stage custom nice oh wow oh yeah, yeah. now was that the kit that you wanted or was there another kit that you wanted and that was you know hmm. happened Original- to be there Originally, I didn't. I, I didn't have the knowledge to know what kit I wanted. I was just like, "Oh, just get me a drum kit in black." So my original kit was a black pearl. I started taking lessons, and then as my ignorance on you know what is better and what is worse started to go away, I my drum teacher actually influenced me to get the Yamaha Stage Custom because he has one, and. You know, because you can build onto it, you can move things around. It's a very versatile kit. You can add a lot of stuff to it. You can take off stuff. It's called a stage custom for that reason. It is customized for, you know, stage purposes. So I ended up going and getting that one. I was going to get another black one, but then I was like, I'm going to get a white one because if I ever added like lights or something, it would reflect off. So even though white is like not my personality, I ended up going with the white one. And, Mm. you know, so I love this kit though. The white one's cool. I, I like the white one. I was always, uh, I always loved Lars Ulrich's uh, white and black drum kit from like the, yeah, me the too. black album area. Uh, yes. Gingolo is in the chat. Uh, he's from the band um, Ashes Rain, and he's actually a drummer as well. And he wants to know who you're playing for. And he says your drum kit looks awesome. Thank you for that compliment and who I'm playing for. So currently, I mean, I'm in two bands. I sing in one band and I drum in one band. Um, The band that I drum in right now is called Actual Purgatory, which, funny story, I actually substituted for their drummer two summers ago, and then the summer after that, and then their drummer last um, winter said that he was quitting after winter battle of the bands. So since I had subbed for them two times before, it was kind of like an immediate choice, like, hey, Gabby's going to replace their drummer. So um, I'm with them now and I'm very happy about that because they were like my dream band the minute that I played for them you know really? like you know I'd always admired them like watching them play I was like they are so awesome and then I was very excited to substitute for them and I would always cry when the summers were over and I had to bail but so it was it was a good opportunity it was a good opportunity and I'm glad because they are like my dream band wow very cool were they like a school band or something or they are a school band, but we're thinking of doing stuff outside of the school because they've gotten like um, offers to do EPs by like sound guys and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm always down for that. So, yeah, we're trying to do stuff more outside of the school, too. Of course, it's a little hard because I'm the youngest member of the band. But, you know, uh-huh. the oldest member is like 17. So we're all like teenagers. So it's very tough to kind of like move stuff and do stuff on your own. But, you know, we have some connections with the music school 
and yeah so oh very cool very and what's cool. the name of the band that you sing for what's that band the band i sing in is fear the hammer now where did you get that name is it a cross between Iron Maiden and Man of War tribute? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know, so before Fear the Hammer was Fear the Hammer, there was five members. Three out of the five quit within two months before the Battle of the Bands, the <laughs> Battle of the Bands previous to the last one. And we actually were kind of Iron Maiden inspired. We were called Iron Talon at the time. I like that. That's I cool. love that name. It was a good name. But actually, then then how we got our new name is kind of funny. So my favorite band at the moment, like home base favorite band, I call it home base favorite band because even if I like different bands for periods of time, this is like my general favorite. And my general favorite is Tool. And when we were creating a new band name, we were talking about Tool. And then we jokingly said Hammer. And then we're like, what words do we want to incorporate into our, our, our name? And we said stuff like fear, anger, hammer. And then at some point, our bass player, who unfortunately left, but our bass player said, what about Fear the Hammer? And we're like, wait, that's really good. So we ended up being called Fear the Hammer. Oh, and you cool. gave up your rights, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Gingola wants to know also uh, where can he check your music out if you have anything out there. I don't have anything out there yet, but soon I I, I have some social medias where I play drums and like just my regular social media. I, I sing sometimes. I play drums, and I'm thinking of starting up like a, a business account, more business formulated account, mm. and um. Yeah, so I'm certainly going to, I'm starting a project actually with one of the guitar players from the band that I drum in, um, Swathi, she's really good guitar player, so I'm going to be starting up a side project with her, she's currently in India right now, but when she gets back we're going to be doing a side project together and hopefully put ourselves out there a little more for those purposes. Oh, very cool, cool. very cool. So, Gabby, tell um, me about the school, that, the school, school of music where you do the battle of the bands. I mean, what is it? Uh, is it school school? Is it a music school? And how'd you get involved in all of that? So how I got involved, um, also kind of a funny story. I joined that music school towards like halfway of fourth grade. So I'm going into ninth next year. So I've been there. I have quite some history with the school because I joined in fourth. And um, I, when my mom said music school, I originally thought that was a school I was going to enroll in and like not have to do math and stuff. Like I thought I was like, oh, wow, it's where I don't have to get actual education. So that's only in know, the movies. Kid. That's me. only in the movies. Yeah, I know. Nine year old me was like, oh, yay, a school where I don't have to do like math and language arts and history and all that. I just get to do music. That's awesome. But then, you know, we, she's like, what homeschool are you going to do? I was like, wait. Oh, so it's just music classes. So that um, I joined there like halfway through fourth grade. I have a lot of history with the school. I've been in quite a few bands there, some bands that I left and then they even like, they. I left due to like, how do I word it? They were, I, w I was growing at a level that was so fast that I was kind of like excelling a lot of the bands that I was in. So I had to leave within a few years and one I left in like six months. Mm. So yeah, and I one of the bands that I was in that I left to go substitute for the band that I'm in now before I was permanently in there, they were kind of amateurs when I was starting to like excel really well because Actual Purgatory, the one that I'm in now, had won a lot of Battle of the Bands and they had a really good reputation. Like everyone feared them quite mm -hmm. a lot because they were just good players. They played intricate music. They played Tool, which actually got me into them, was them. 
And they, they played stuff, you know, odd time signatures, very difficult material. So everyone was always kind of fearing of them. And, you know, I, that's why I, that's how I knew I was growing because my drum teacher said, you're ready to substitute for them. And, you know, my, that band at the time that I was in, that I left, you know, they weren't, they hadn't won any battle of the bands. They still haven't, but I will say last battle of the bands, they were two points behind us. So we won by a hair. So even bands that I used to be in that I left because they felt a little amateur compared to how well I was progressing have actually stepped it up quite a lot now, which I like because I'm a very competitive person. So I really like tight competition that makes me like, oh, I really have to work hard, you know, yeah. step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, very cool. Um, what both of those bands on the Battle of the Bands? Like, did you play both in two of those bands? Yes, both of those bands that I'm in were at Battle of the Bands. Um, actually, actual Purgatory, which is which lost, and you know, mm. I was kind of happy about that, even though I joined them because I was trying to win against them for going on seven battles now. So it took like seven <laughs> battles, and even though like at the first battle of the bands, they had they didn't have it into two divisions. They had like less advanced players and better advanced players. And right. they didn't have that at first because they didn't know like, whoa, these kids are awesome. So they they then split it into divisions. And even though I was in the younger division, I was still trying to work up to get to their division to beat them up. And unfortunately, two battles, I was back in their division and I didn't win. And then by the third time that I was competing against them, we finally got it. So fear the hammer got a win. And it, it's weird to say beating them because now I'm a part of them, but you know, yeah. the players are the same, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. and, and what I should mention guys is the place that they play is they play at a, um, a rock club, not a school where morbid angel played or overkill oh, really? played. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, we play agnostic. The same. Front. Yeah. And, um, and the judges, um, I can't remember the guy. He goes by Johnny Chromatic, which well, I won't say what I think of his name. But anyway, he claim he always says he played for Skid Row, but he played for Sebastian Bach. Um, still not bad, by the way. But he also uh, they have national. Um, it's not your it's not your local just local guys or guys from the school judging them. So that I wanted to bring that up. I didn't want you guys to think it's just you know. Yahoo's like me. I don't judge. But, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I just think it's cool that Gabby refers to uh, music competition the way an MMA fighter refers to their competition. Yeah. You know, like how they'll, they'll, they'll grant respect, but they'll be like, "You will lose." A la Ivan, Ivan yeah. Drago. I, I, I can, I can respect that. As long as you're having fun, though, that's what counts. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, I'm very I humble about things too. You know. I think I've been to so. most of them, I think. So, you know. Yeah, you've been to a good majority, for sure. Well, I got to ask, because the video that he sent us uh, that, that Manny brought to our attention was of you performing um, one of my favorite Avenged Sevenfold songs, Unholy Confessions. Yeah. Now, I am old school A7X. I, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was a senior in college when uh, Sonny the Seventh Trumpet came out. And that was the last that and kill switch engages uh, alive or just breathing were the two albums I had in heavy rotation that year before I graduated. So mm -hmm. I was a fan of theirs then um, big fan of the Reverend and oh, yeah. you know, rest, in, rest in peace to, to Jimmy Sullivan. But 
dude, when I saw you sing that, I was like, what in the heck am I watching? Like no one would think to do that song. They would do bad country. They would do almost easy. No, you went deep. You went and did we went deep, deep in the discography second album. Like we went, we went way back old A7X. You know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciated that. So you know, oh, that, that was awesome. Old Event yeah. Sevenfold more. You know, what is uh, the like, Reverend like a, a, a big influence for you? Him being a drummer and a vocalist. So the Reverend actually wasn't a huge influence for me until kind of later. Like I, I wasn't actually into a Ben Sevenfold until like the past like six, seven months. But um, I noticed that a lot of my playing styles have changed since I discovered the Rev. And, you, you know, like specifically like double bass playing and like fills have been like tons, like very inspired. So, yes, he is one of my favorite drummers. And my my playing style has been greatly influenced by the Reverend, as I as I discovered Avenged Sevenfold a little further. How about uh, other bands whose drummers uh, sing? I know there's a couple. Uh, Brandon Saylor of Atreyu, uh, friend Marco from Autumn to Ashes. Um, I forget the guy's name, but the drummer of uh, uh, Funeral for a Friend. Like, you know, especially in the last 20 years, you see that comes a lot where a lot of drummers actually either cut lead vocals or do uh, background vocals or scream like uh, are you influenced by right. musicians like that well hmm, i am and i am influenced by a lot of musicians i will say i haven't actually seen many drummers do backup vocals i that's something that i figured out is more common than we see um because actually with actual purgatory i was doing backup vocals with our singer so uh, this is something that i've like discovered is a lot more common than people give credit for. Like there are lots of drummers that do like backup vocals and I've started picking that up too. So absolutely. There's a lot of influences that I've had, a lot of influences I have. Yeah, that's not an easy feat, especially with how crazy drumming has uh, has gone. And by crazy, I mean that with the utmost uh, compliments, even you, Wayne, uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it, it just uh, drumming has come a long way from the days of backbeat, like with, uh, oh, with Ringo yeah. Starr to where it is right now, where, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people, they, they argue who's a better drummer, Neil Peart or uh, Mike Portnoy. Of course, the answer is Neil Peart, but we'll let that go. Right. Anyways. Well, yeah, uh, always going to be the right answers. Neil. Colin, Colin Madden <laughs> oh, says uh, Karen, Karen Carpenter. Carpenter, the OG. Yes. Mm -hmm. Karen Carpenter. Yeah, she, I'm going to defend she, her. She's a good drummer, or was no, a she's good a great drummer? Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to defend is. her. Yeah, I, I don't know who she who is she. The carpenter is you, oh, she, she musical pygmy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a carpenter, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Get out of your Halloween bubble. Yeah, don't wear my Halloween hat. Um, of course you are. Of course, of I am. course. I'm going to take that off. I sleep with it on. Um, <laughs> who's who's your vocal influence? Like who's that? My who's the one that really influence. got you into wanting, wanting to be a vocalist? So actually, went starting off as a vocalist, which I started singing at like seven years old, like talent show. When I realized I could memorize a full song, I was like, "No other kids my age can memorize a full song." That's what I thought to myself. I'm sure there was a lot, but you know, I, I was like, "Is this the only song I'm ever gonna memorize?" Like I just had this weird like psychological thing that I was saying in my head. I was like, "Could I memorize fifty songs? Can I like?" I just thought that it wasn't like humanly possible to remember other people's songs, which now yeah. I can probably sing like hundreds. So 
Um, I didn't really have a, a vocal influence starting out. It was just me figuring out, hey, I like singing. What if I do this for like a talent show? So it was kind of like a little bit of a joke. And then I was like, wait, this is this is something that I like. Um, I have to say, I haven't really had many vocal influences himself. I have some now. I didn't in the past because I kind of wanted to find that originality. So not too focused on like copying others. But um, I, I noticed, I know now as I've matured that you don't have to copy others to take influences and elements. Yeah. So I do have a few vocal influences now as I'm progressing, um, especially when I'm getting out of like a spot where I'm like, what am I going to do? Sort of like, sometimes I wonder to myself, I'm like, how do I make that more original sound? And sometimes it is just taking, picking apart from other people mm. to making your own sound and then adding what you can offer. So I, I, I have, I have vocal influences now, but starting out, I didn't really have any. I was just like, this is fun. This is something I want to do. <laughs> well, That's who's cool. your influences now? Who are the ones that you're getting into? My influences now. So obviously I listen to a lot of death metal. So certain really? death metal singers, like. How did you get into screaming? death metal? I mean, out of all the, the genres that get into. It's a good genre. So yeah. I've always liked, you know, rock and then started to like metal. Like I didn't use, I used to not like Metallica. And then I was like, I really like Metallica. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as my music taste just started getting heavier and heavier, I've kind of like, and of course a lot of my music taste comes from my mom because she's a metal head, but I've kind of like exceeded her music taste and gone into <laughs> even more heavy stuff. And, you know, I have um, the Orpheum where all the death metal shows play. My best friend's dad is the one who owns the Orpheum. So he invites me uh. to the show sometimes. And I realized like, hey, it's like fun. And then I, I noticed that there was one death metal band I liked. You probably heard of them, Cannibal Corpse. And yep. they were playing at Janice Live. So I was like, I want to go see them because they were like the first death metal band I got into. And then I realized that I really liked the concert. So it, it, it took going to the concerts first mm. to 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 start liking the genre it's right. it took liking the ambiance first and i only take certain influences from death metal singers because i i know that you can't exactly know what they're saying all the time because it's just uh, screaming mm. but there's certain sounds that I've, I've started taking extreme vocal lessons not because that's what i want to do i don't want to do that like all the way through at all oh, yeah. i want to add it in parts kind of like you know with unholy confessions has that screaming so which is why i took lessons to do without hurting my throat, without hurting my voice. So there's certain death metal vocalists, I'm not going to say singers, I say vocalists, that I take certain sounds from, like I want to copy this sound and this sound. So so that's how I would say I get influence from death metal vocalists in when I'm doing extreme vocals. But when it comes to singing, I, I try to pick more melodic vocalists to get inspiration from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. At least she uh, knows the difference between death metal vocalists and singers. Um, yes. I, I have to throw this out there. Alicia White Glues, I don't know if I pronounced her name right or wrong, the singer of Arch Enemy, Close just enough. posted her tenth, uh, her 11 favorite death metal singers. Somehow, Randy Blythe of Lamb of God got on that list. What? Lamb, Lamb of God's God not a death, death metal. metal band. No, not I like metal. Lamb. They're just metal. I kind of like Lamb of God, but I uh, love Lamb of God. But, but I mean, to, to call him a vocalist is an insult to vocals. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think when they said he got arrested in the uh, in Russia for murder, yeah, I think dead. it was murder well, of was vocals Republic. of singing, <laughs> not of an actual human being. Like they're like, uh, take this guy away that's not singing. 
Brosky. Anyway, that's my opinion. It was the Czech Republic, not Russia. Well, whatever, dude. Okay. Putin, don't bomb us. Anyways, okay. moving right along. Putin can't bomb anybody, that <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Putin on the Ritz. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you guys have a new cover now you can do with Severed Angel. Putin Shut up, Manny. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Not with that drummer. Anyway. No. no. Ladies and no, gentlemen, not... Gabby, the new drummer of Severed Angel. Get oh, the yeah, album right now. Available yeah, on SeveredAngel.com. You've been replaced, Wayne. Thank God. I don't have to work with Lou anymore. Wayne, you can play cowbell. <laughs> it's okay. I don't even want to do cowbell anymore. Uh, hey. Um, go ahead, man. You know, at, at that Battle of the Bands, what I we should get out is uh, it's a national thing, right, Gabby, now? You, gotta, you guys are going to be competing Every against summer, national. I- Oh. Every summer it's national um, with mm-hmm. uh, on like winters. It's just you versus the other bands and you get a plaque on the wall. But um, in summers, they make it national where you compete against, I believe, fifth, yeah, 50 other box to rocks across the United States. So, yeah, nationals this time. And, you know, sometimes it's it's hard to win those because some of the judges have like biased opinions. Like, you know, like uh, if they there's a metal do. judge, they're going to be like, oh, I want the metal band. If there's you know, some girly like pop judge, they're going to be like, oh, I want the Taylor Swift band. So sometimes the opinions can be biased, but um, it, all, it all depends on the judges, really, you know. Are, are those contests like the ones I witnessed where it's just every genre? And here's a question I did want to ask you after you answer that. How did you guys all get into this older music? I hear you, the kids and Wayne, the kids range. Actually, I'll let Gabby tell you what ages they range, but they do talking heads they do pantera i mean it's all over the place but it's mostly older bands so i just wanted to know not just you but how did you guys get all into these older bands you know Hmm. well so it's pretty simple actually so obviously when i started out at the music school that's the genre of music i like so basically you tell the music teachers like hey this is the music genre i want to play in in a band right so you know that's how those bands form. Like if if one student's going to come and say, I want to play Taylor Swift. Another student like me is going to come and say, I want to play Pantera. One student's going to come and say, I want to play Led Zeppelin. So that's how like these different bands form. And and there's going to be the the few like five weirdo kids that are like, I want to play jazz. So then you have like jazz band too. So it it all depends on the genre that the kids want to play. I, I'm, I'm assuming that the kids get their music taste, like that older music taste, probably from parental influences, kind of like mine was. So you just come in, this is what I want to play. They put you in a band with the corresponding members that want to play the same things. Wow, that's cool. Does then I fail with like, my own children because they hate everything I listen to. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> your kids hate everything you listen to? Oh, well, my oldest daughter, she's 23. She loves Aerosmith, Jimi Hendrix. But aside from that, it's K-pop. You always have to have that kid that rebels, you know, that that kid, you know. And then I've got another one who's a Republican. I just failed totally with two of my children. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you did all right with that one. Anyway, no, I'm, oh! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All we don't, right, we joke we don't about political. politics. We don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't get on political show. on here. No, we don't. But uh, OK, the, the, uh, so when you request a band like Led Zeppelin, is it like does it end up being like Spotify where they're like, OK, you learn this one Led Zeppelin song and then you learn three other band uh, songs from these other bands or like does it actually like focus on the band 
that you want to uh, replicate? Okay, so basically, like when you get into the band room, you have a certain genre. Like my bands were playing metal, different kinds of metal. Like the the band that I'm drumming in is kind of progressive metal, like Tool, System of a Down, stuff like that. And the band that I sing in is a little more like 80s to early 2000s. So right now we're doing Aces High by Iron Maiden. Sweet. Basically, you come. What? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you come in and you're like, so you have your you have your road set up like this is the genre I want to do. Right. So all the students will recommend stuff along that genre and you take a vote on it. Like, here's a Pantera song. Here's an Iron Maiden song. Here's, you know, you you, you just name the songs and then you all take a vote on it. Eddie so, approves. Eddie approves. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that that's that's how you that's how you do it at the music school. Um. You don't focus specifically on a band. Some bands do because the band that I drum in used to completely focus on Tool. There was like a Tool song every set for like the past five sets. So, so, but that was like their choice. You know, we try to, we try to be a bit more versatile. Like there's specific bands that, you know, we've repeated like with when I, when Fear the Hammer used to be Iron Talon, we've done a few Meg, uh, Metallica ones. We've done Megadeth and, you know, with Fear the Hammer now. We've done two Pantera songs. So there are bands that that the band that you're playing in kind of curve to naturally. So, but you don't exactly focus like we're just going to do covers by this. You know, you also have to write originals and stuff. So um, it's just as long as it fits the genre, you know, as long as it fits the genre of where you say this is where I want to go. That's that's where it will take you. That's where that road will take you. You mentioned about writing originals. How, how, how do you feel? Do you feel comfortable writing originals now that you're, you know, learn you, you don't really know how to play, you know, drums and, and you're singing and everything. So how, how is it writing an original song? It, it can be, it can be really fun. And it can also be difficult because if there's like a riff that you really, really dislike that, like, let's say your guitar player wrote, it's kind of awkward, you know, and especially if you're trying to like me, who's trying to go in the more melodic route, because, you know, last battle was good, but I was like, I, I wish I did a little bit more singing and less screaming. Um, so, you know, when when your guitar player likes like our guitar player really likes death metal. So he's writing stuff that sounds like death metal. So, of course, that can be kind of difficult for me because I'm like, OK, I want to do more melodic stuff. But that can also be a really creative split to put singing over death metal. So it can work in either way, depending on how you look at it. It really just depends on your perception of what well, your creativity, your perception of what am I going to do with this piece of art that was given to me. It's like getting a canvas that was already painted on. What are you going to add onto it? It looks like it looks like there's nothing. But like, let's say you have a canvas that is a painting of like there's clouds, the sky, and there's a field. You you may be thinking, oh, I can only like add trees to this, for example. And those trees may be like, oh, I can only add death metal vocals. But no, you don't have to. You could add bushes. You could add a road. You could add cars. So it's really, it really depends on your perception of what am I going to do with this piece of art that was given to me? What am I going to do with it? How am I going to steer this into a direction that's comfortable for me? And, and, that's, and I, that's my favorite part about it is to have that nervousness for a bit and then going, wait, there's a way to, to direct this, you know? Yeah. Now, are the other band members like a... a uh, acceptive of like you adding like some kind of operatic vocal or whatever to like their death metal guitars 
They are when it comes to originals. Like in our last original, we had a jazz part. We had like a good minute where we just had a jazz stuff. And it was really fun because we wrote, we put really disturbing lyrics in there. And that's what made it really entertaining. It's because, you know, it's like this like thrash death metal song, like screaming, screaming, screaming. And then just jazz out of the blue and everyone loved it. And that was my favorite part was the random jazz in the middle of like a thrash death metal song. <laughs> so yes, they're okay with it when it comes to original. Sometimes I will say when band members like stuff like death metal and that's all they know and all they want to do because that's what their music taste has progressed to completely. It can be really difficult when like picking a song because I've had mm. band members try to force me to do death metal. Mm. And sometimes you just have to put your foot down and go, I'm not doing an entire death metal song. I'll do a song that has screaming. I'll do a song that has scream here and there, but I'm not going to do a whole death metal song. So when it comes to originals, it can be kind of difficult. Or sorry, not originals, covers. It can be kind of difficult. Mm. Originals is where I find it the easiest. I mean, I prefer doing covers over originals. I want to do an original. But, you know, some people, it's supposed to be cover, original, cover. Some people do cover, original, original. And we're, the band is trying to make it two-thirds originals, which I am okay with originals, but I find it easier to engage a crowd when you already know a song mm -hmm. and they already know a song. Right. But, you know, originals are obviously very important to write, and I have a lot of fun writing the originals because even if it sounds like you cannot go in a certain direction, you, there's always a way to just add whatever you want to it and it's it's a very creative outlet so yeah, yes that's, that's my favorite part about making music because i make music with lou and we're always coming up with these weird songs that sound awesome to us you know and it's just I, yeah. we do stuff that we want to hear bands that we listen to play and it's just yeah. it's just a very fun experience but magazines don't uh, seem to like it but it's no, okay I, <laughs> <laughs> actually uh gabby you actually would like it i'll uh I have to order a CD for you so you can get a I got to order one for myself. But I, I'm not just saying it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a word. But I Thank actually you, like it. Uh, no, hey, I do uh, like it. We are available um, on Spotify, Amazon and iTunes. But we're we'll we'll plug Severed Angel at the end. So we're, okay, we're here okay, to talk about Gabby. Honestly, no, we won't. Gabby, Severed Angel at really bandcamp.com. I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, go vault anyway. <laughs> is uh gabby when uh you were you uh the local news profiled you and your band you mentioned john bonham i mean yes and not only did that surprise a newscaster it surprised me now i know you had a lot of you have a lot of musical death because uh i claimed you as my own so that's how i know <laughs> but besides that what uh i mean leds i mean was leds i know you love kiss now you probably right. said i love kiss too but Led Zeppelin, I mean, how did Led's, how did John Bonham influence you as a drummer? Obviously, well, he's one of the greatest, but you personally. Yes. So the thing is, during that interview, I, I, I this is a little bit exposing, but during that interview, they asked me a lot of questions. And, you know, they basically asked me what classic bands I liked. And I mentioned that I, I said, Kiss, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. And then they wanted to dive deeper in Led Zeppelin, probably because my drum teacher's band did Led Zeppelin and they wanted to promote a lot of Led Zeppelin. So the, it, it was kind of like directed into that direction to nah. make me talk about Led Zeppelin. There was a lot more questions than they showed on Fox 13. Yeah. But, um, ah. I, I, you know, there, there is stuff that I, I do know about Led Zeppelin. I can't. Um, John Bonham has influenced me. Um, 
I have a lot of more modern influences, I must mm -hmm. say, because as a modern drummer, I have to mm -hmm. kind of, how do I say it, stick to the status quo a little bit more with like modern drumming. So I have a, a lot more modern influences, but uh, what I did mention was that I liked how John Bonham set up his drum set in the studio, how he had the mics hung over, which made a very even sound. Like it just, it wasn't a complicated mic setup. It was just over and then two on the side. And, and I just liked it simple and sounds great on any Led Zeppelin album. So that kind of doesn't surprise me that a, a, a new show would, uh, record a, a bunch of footage, maybe like, let's say a half hour of it and edit it down to two minutes that they think would uh, be yeah. the, uh, <laughs> having worked in the industry for 15 years, I totally get it. But, right, because uh, I looked at the news and when I was watching the news, I was like, that's not, that's like the minuscule part of like the 30 questions they asked me. So, you know, <laughs> I was yeah. like, that wasn't even my favorite part. <laughs> but uh, being that you did mention that you love Kiss, I got to ask you, uh, are you more of a Peter Chris fan or an Eric Carr fan? Uh, you know, I used to be Peter Chris because, you know, he was a big influence when I started drums. I kind of started drums like, I mean, when I started drums, it was just because I got four free drum lessons. And then I was like, I really like beating on wood with sticks. So I was, you know, I was like, hey, this is this is my thing. But um, I w used to be more of a Peter Chris fan. I kind of respect Eric Carr more, though. Like as a drummer, I, I respect him a little more. He was he was nicer. He was more humble. Rest in peace. And, you know, so I, I respect and, and like Eric Carr a little more. He was my favorite of the Kiss drummers, though. Eric Singer, their drummer currently, he's also really great. Like his double bass drum solo is awesome. I've saw them three times. Kiss, I've seen them three times and they were great every single time. Every single I, time. I saw Eric Singer with Alice Cooper. Really? Was he playing with Alice Cooper? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Why back didn't in, uh, how he got so good, Gabby? <laughs> back in two, back in two thousand seven, uh, Alice Cooper did a co-headlining co tour with uh, Sabbath when they had reunited with Dio, mm -hmm. and Queensrÿche was the opening act. And I'm looking at the drummer. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Eric Singer. And I, I huh. guess Kiss wasn't going on tour that year, and uh, Alice Cooper is known for having a lot of hired guns come in and out of his band, but. You know, he definitely hires the best musicians that are uh, available. So, you yeah. know, you can't take that away from him because, you know, the times I've seen him live, his band's always been tight. So, right. He was in, um, yeah. in Black Sabbath, too. Yes, yeah, he, he was. was in Black Sabbath. Uh, for Seven the Star and Eternal Idol. Yeah. yeah. But not the Eternal Idol tour, just the recording of the album, because after yeah, that, yeah. he jumped ship with Bob Daisley to go with uh, Gary Moore. Yeah. And he actually, did he record with Alice? I don't think he recorded with Alice, actually. I know he's on a, on a live video, but, or maybe, maybe he is. Eric Singer? Yeah. Maybe Brutal Planet? No, he was, he was on, um, Brutal he was Planet. on Brutal Planet. Okay, so he did I, record with Alice. I think he was on Diamond, um, what's a Diamond? Um, oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Diamond I something. Remember. I can't remember it. Whatever. Black Diamond? The song? No, 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 that's no, a kiss no, too. No, no, Alice. Oh, Alice, Alice awesome. would never cover a kiss tune, Gabby. Oh, yeah, no way. Sake. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Colin Madden yeah. said Eric Singer was awesome with Badlands, and I no. totally agree with that. Yeah, I he's, forgot he's about so Badlands. Bands, but the, Gabby, if you haven't checked out Badlands, that's with Jake E. Lee. And you I won't find them it. anywhere. Why? Uh, oh, we'll talk about it later. Long right. story. Yeah, never mind. Just YouTube but, um, the album. It's good stuff. 
but it's it's more on the Led Zeppelin vein, Gabby. It's not it's not really modern. You know, it's it leans toward the more bluesier side of hard rock metal. The bad yeah, it's gutsy. It's gutsy, Gabby. Oh yeah, like yeah. It. And and Ray Gillen, who also sang for Black Sabbath, uh, man, what a great vocalist. You know, you know, he may have had questionable morals, but he was a great singer. You know, what do you mean sure. may have? <laughs> I, I I I don't want to get into the story yeah. for obvious reasons, but you know. But that, um, that's cool that she mentioned the two Eric's from Kiss. So, I yeah. know that is really cool. See, she's hey, really hey, she's a cool cat, dude. Eric Singh doesn't get enough recognition. Yeah, he does uh, not. He does not. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were talking about this, and I've seen a lot of actual people. A lot of post. I've seen a lot of people post about this actually the last few days. Um, and since you're in the younger generation. Do you think rock is dead? Because a lot of people in our generation are saying it's dead, but obviously it's not. But what do you think? This is a question I have pondered for a while. Now, yes and no. Yes and no. If if we're talking, it depends on what you find is important. If you find rock to be alive and, and you're basing that on the younger generation, it's dead. It's gone. R.I.P. I made the gravestone myself. But if you're, if you're talking about the older generation and, you know, the parents passing it on to kids and what it might, you know, bring back, like if you think it can come back, then it, it's alive. I mean, rock will always, rock will always be alive. Like, like it'll always be alive. It's his, it's history. It'll always be alive. But if, if you're, it depends if you're, depends who you're basing it on, if that makes sense. Like who, like who are you passing that on to, you know? Good answer. I'll take that. <laughs> I think it's a great answer. So, Yeah, it's it's just, do, what band do you think today, because like our generation, I guess it's like Metallica is like the, the band that's like the biggest band. So like, what's your band that's in your generation right now that you think is like the next or could be the next Metallica? Because I don't know. I, I I keep thinking. I'm like I listen to a lot of new bands, and I'm like I don't know how. Fear the band... hammer. Fear the fear the hammer. I, I, fear I, the I, hammer. I wonder this all the time. I'm like, is there any good bands in my generation? And the truth is, and why is it? And why is it Severed Angel? This <laughs> <laughs> oh, is really good. Really? Second yeah. shameless plug of the night. <laughs> Go ahead, Gabby. But um, yeah, like I haven't found any bands for my generation that I think are the next Metallica. To be honest, I mean, there's some bands that are close to my generation. Some bands with like that are like, and by say, but when I what I consider my generation to be good bands is, is stuff that I'm like trying to gatekeep a little bit because it was made like five years before I was born or something. I'm like, that's I'm claiming this. I'm claiming this is my generation, even though it's not. Yeah. can't say that i i wonder this all the time i'm like are there good bands on my generation and i'm looking on my phone i'm like bands from 2009 and up like can't find anything that i like i'm, I'm sure something could be the next metallica but you know <laughs> but but you know hey, you never know you know anything I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to bring it back to be honest i'm i'm like i'm the only hope <laughs> <laughs> well so maybe you I, will. i'm trying i'm trying i think i think uh i think it will come back because it's kids like well, i hate calling you a kid but kids like gabby i saw her her friends and i don't know some of her friends are rivals but yeah literally wayne it's it's and and lou uh, when you see it 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 just uh, two things blow you away a 
how good they really are. And I'm not just saying that, not just Gabby's band, all of them, even if they're not any good, because some of them are okay, because the ages are what, Gabby? What's the age gap? Like the age gap, well, it depends. Younger division, like Mm -hmm. the youngest kid I know is nine. And he, his name is Mattis and he Uh Uh plays guitar. He is crazy. Like I, he could be in the older division. Like he's crazy. So the youngest that I know is nine, but the oldest I can safely say is 17. Some kids have actually graduated and had to leave the older division. So there's kids that are like 19 now that used to be playing in bands there that I used to know. And then they're like, Oh, I'm going to college. I was like, Oh, okay. Bye. So, you know, there's, there, there is kind of an age gap, but there's definitely like ages nine to, I'm going to say like 17 because we have 17 year olds in actual purgatory. So like, I'd say like nine, possibly eight to 17. So almost like 10 year age gap, but mm-hmm. at least, at least eight. Yeah. Wayne and Lou though, the thing about it is some of the, I saw one kid, his guitar was bigger than him. And, uh, but what, what amazes me is that the, the fact that they just get up there and do it, even if they were not any good at that age, Man. just blows me away. You know, and the place is crowded. It's not like just parents. There's all sorts of people there you know right yeah even a couple of local drunks wander in so it's not just you know <laughs> it's not just uh parents and stuff and it just it just blows you away i took my uh my girlfriend one time you know and she was expecting to be like she didn't have any expectation but she was expecting to be like a talent show you know no disrespect to talent shows yeah she was blown away you know and like you would see this little kid just singing sweetly and suddenly ah! <laughs> it, was, it was great though was great, yeah. You know? yeah that's like yeah, yeah that, that one video i was watching of you gabby uh the one that you sent us manny where you are you're like singing some like aggressive aggressive thing in like the beginning of the song and all of a sudden you do like your your melodic stuff when the song yeah in. It, it's it, it was really good really good thank you appreciate yeah, you it a really good job thanks Appreciate it's that. cool to see like the kids like back when I was in school, they didn't have all this stuff with, you know, uh, like a, a what the hell what is that thing called? Um, a school of Rock or whatever. Is that what that mm-hmm. is that you're in? Is that school? Of rock? Um, I'm not in school. Rock. school of rock is, it's, it's called Box to Rock. Box okay. to rock. All right. All right. Yeah. So they didn't have none of that stuff when, when I was in school. So uh, what, Lou? We were looked down upon if we wanted mm-hmm. to include that kind of music in uh, band classes. Right. I think the hardest the hardest I played uh, in uh, band class was um, Weather Report or Chicago or maybe even the Rocky theme. <laughs> weather Report's pretty impressive, though, Luke. Well, yeah, no, it is. But like I didn't real I didn't know who Weather Report was until we played Birdland. So, well, I grew up in the satanic panic of the 80s. So, you know, they were criticizing Amy Grant for crying out loud, you know. She was too worldly. You know, those <laughs> turtlenecks, those turtlenecks were really, you know, going to send her straight to H.E. double hockey sticks. But, well, you know, you know. Zatera ruined her like he ruins everything. Anyway. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I, I think? Um, I don't know if you're into this man or not, uh, Gabby. Uh, have you... <laughs> Other than Severed Angel, a band Severed called <laughs> Manny, please just throw that <laughs> slice of pizza and hit Wayne across the head with it, please. Um, no, uh, Periphery. Um, I haven't heard of them. Okay. They're an incredible band. Um, they do music full time. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that 
music though is not where they make their money from they make their money mm-hmm. from licensing their names to uh different products out there like they have like a whole list of production line from like pedals to guitars to um plugins for uh music recording so yeah. i just think the game has changed in terms yeah. of rock being dead um yeah maybe rock the way we knew the system was is dead but you know that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we can't adapt and who and who says that i mean i i know for, for wayne and me and i'm not saying that you have to follow this i mean you do what you want but uh i know for us um at this juncture music is more of a creative outlet um in terms of making lucrative dollars from it i think we're just past that point i think we're just doing it at this point just to maintain our sanity but oh for you sure know, we we would never uh deter anyone from trying to go out there and make it i guess just you know the game has changed so just be smart about it you know let don't the game don't, has changed yeah like don't don't let people determine your value and don't devalue yourself because you think that oh this is my one shot to make it you know mm-hmm. right right and yeah the game has certainly changed a lot i am definitely trying to make it you know i have big plans i have my whole like career set off like I know what college I'm going to you know I I have a, I what I'm going to study and it's music related it's all the way in LA so like I have all my stuff like set up I'm 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 going to try but I I agree I'm not in it for like the money either I'm like you said keeping your sanity it's like one of those things that it's what I want to do so bad that I know I'm going to do it if that makes sense like I that's what I want to do and if I don't do it I'm going to lose my mind so you know makes sense yes it does yeah makes total sense now are you into any other bands but metal bands like are you into other stuff as well i I think about this all the time i occasionally i go through a phase where like i might i might like some weird pop music like there is this one pop artist that writes disturbing music that I was like into for a year there but you know mainly it's just metal like you know I, I I'd say that even though I'm mostly into the rock and metal it's still very versatile because mm-hmm. the types of rock and metal I like are different so yeah. so I I'm not gonna say that I'm not versatile in my music taste because I only like metal. It's different variations of metal, like, you know, just regular metal, heavy metal, alternative metal, metal core, death core, death metal. And then, you know, like there's, there's many stages, progressive, you know, there's too many subgenres. Yeah. There's too many (laughs) subgenres that are like ridiculous, but you know, there's, there's main big ones. Sorry. That's my dog barking in the background. (laughs) That's okay. Hey, we were old enough to remember when ACDC was called the metal band. Right. I still consider him that because I'm old. So there. <laughs> Yet he has yeah. better hair than us. I digress. He does have nice hair. Well, that's true, but I'm still old. I'm still old. <laughs> All right. When Andy. I go to the bar, they give me milk and a beer. It's brilliant. Really <laughs> that's disgusting. Is it warm milk? Well, put you to sleep? no. Well, I'm, I'm so macho that I <laughs> tell give you them to give me the milk cookie in too? a dirty glass. <laughs> do they put, put Metamucil in your beer? <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. 
chicks dig it. Anyway, go ahead. I'm By the way, I have to give us credit. None of us have cursed this entire episode. Good job, John. I know. It's, it's been it's tough. Because we it's have, really been tough. It has been it, tough. It's hard for me, too. I mean, I curse like a sailor. So, like, me trying to be like, don't say this or that. Like, you know, well, it's, well, it's, we, it's okay. We do it all the time. No, yeah, but we, no, she's not cursing in front of me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, her, her mother's watching. I, her, her mother's watching. Yeah, so. I'm saying no. Way. <laughs> we're bad influence, man. I mean, don't really. watch the older shows. Don't don't go yeah, back. Yeah, you're not watching any of this. <laughs> don't watch the one with Evil Scott, where he talks the worst band name ever on the history of uh, Zombie oh, you mean, uh, Radio. No. Don't say it. <laughs> well, Gabby, unlike these sailors, I actually keep it clean. Arg, what are you talking about, Macy? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was bad. I'm sorry. It was bad. It was God. bad. All right, Gabby. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I had a lot of fun uh and, and yeah. learning about you and everything. And it's uh it's great that we see young people like you continuing yeah. the uh the metal. You're doing a killer yeah. job, keep it up. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate it, and thank you for the opportunity. Like, thank you for having me. Like, this is you know, I, I was very excited. Like, I was very excited when I got the news. I'm very happy to be here. Well, thank you so. for coming on, Gabby. It was fun having yeah. you. One last no, thing. No, thank I you just, for inviting me. One last thing I want to say. I'm not surprised her being in Florida and being influenced by death metal, considering right. Florida is the death metal that capital death metal. of the United that States. That is true. Specifically Tampa. Specifically Tampa, um, which is where I live. Tampa is the death metal capital of the world. So, you know, that's. Have you heard of the it, band it, Deceased? I have. You I like have. them? I do. I do. I like. I like a lot of death metal, and it's it's funny because. Even though, you know, some people could say that all death metal sounds the same because it's all, you know, but it, do, really it doesn't, when you start, true, you start yeah. getting into it and you're like, there's, there's some things that are different. This guy does fry screams, this guy does growls. And, you know, like I, I have gotten into a lot of the death metal stuff. And although I don't want to sing it like all the way through, I want that to be able to have the technique. I will drum it because actual purgatory, the band that I drum in has did a death metal show last, last um battle. Mm. So, you know. Are so, you learning uh, blast beats? I am. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> painful because, you know, we don't have all the expensive equipment and drum and drum players that play death metal like cheat a little bit. They have triggers, which is yeah, you know fine, yeah. but they but they have triggers and it's just like some dinky little music school. So I'm like, great, let me just like brr, you know, and but but yeah, luckily we toned it down a little bit with the death metal thing because we we're like okay, because the judges, even though they were metal judges, a lot of them two thirds were metal judges again the opinion can still be biased when because mm. you know they're they, they're metal judges right like they're gonna pick death metal over taylor swift right but they're but they're gonna pick iron maiden over cannibal corpse so yeah, you know because exactly. yep. they're metal judges not death metal judges so right. you know yeah so, if, you, if you want you know check out two great drummers uh check out uh gene hoagland's work with fear factory uh the mechanized album and uh, check out Richard Christie's work with Death on the Sound of Perseverance. I don't even think he played I, I on that, though. I do know that. You don't, I love I Death. know Hoagland did play on Mechanized. Are you sure? Because I know um, Dino like yeah. programmed a lot of those drums. I mean, oh. it's possible that he did, but I, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I, what, on the Death album or no, Fear no, Factory? No, uh, Fear Factory. I, I, no, that's you, a real drummer, Wayne. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty... I, dude, I would imagine that Hoagland could have played those parts perfectly. I'm sure yeah. he could have. But yeah, I, I, I know I know for sure that he did not play on one of the Fear Factory. It might have been the last one he was. I don't think. Well, I don't think he was played one. on a lot of them, but he played on one and two. Yeah. 
yeah but check those out if you want to hear tight precise metal drumming and uh yes not all death metal sounds the same because exhumed does not sound like cannibal corpse does not sound like six feet under does not sound like uh any melodic death metal band out of sweden okay so take it easy people exactly exactly there's probably exactly. thousands of subgenres of, of death metal uh Hogan with there are metal. there are there's there's so many it's insane and you know I, and and i'm not i'm a little bit of a hypocrite when i when i quote unquote judge people who say that all death metal sounds the same because when i hated it because i used to think it was disgusting i was like this is horrible this is unattractive this is just yeah. gross altogether i used to think it all sounded the same too i was like what is this horrible stuff and then i caught myself like liking one song and then liking another and then liking another and then it just and then going to a concert because i like cannibal corpse and then realizing i like the concerts going to more concerts especially since they're like not that expensive they're like 25 dollars, like 50 if the band is more popular right. like you know so i just start I, I start going to a lot and obviously I'm, I'm best friends with the son of the guy who owns the orpheum so i can go to a lot of these concerts and and as i like the ambiance more i start liking the music more so mm. i've actually discovered quite a few bands from just watching the shows like just watching openers like a lot of times sometimes i like the openers more than the headliners so, that happens. Yeah, that happens. That happens. That happens. I, I, I just think it's funny how she discovered Cannibal Corpse. I discovered them through Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> <laughs> there I go I, aging I, myself uh, now. I I um I discovered Cannibal Corpse because my best friend, like the one whose dad owns the Orpheum, his dad is a promoter for Cannibal Corpse concerts too. Like he his dad is buddies with the guys from Cannibal Corpse. And I was like, who is that? And then he was like, this death metal band. And then I heard it and I was like, ew. But, you know, I started liking it. And then I went to a show at Janice. And then I was like, oh, I like this. So, you know. I'm so old. I saw them the first time around when I was in my 20s. In 1990, I saw Death. And actually, I had a beer with Chuck Schindler and Morbid Angel and Nocturnus and a bunch of bands nobody remembers. There were Deicide. I even went to that guy's house. uh, Glenn Benton. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Well, I was disappointed because I was expecting to see like no, I can't tell the story in case bit. We can't talk DSI. No, uh, no, it's it's not that. It's I don't talk to him, but I talk to sometimes one of the guys and I can't tell the story. Because it's nothing vulgar. It's just you know, you expect like the guy to be like really badass and cool and you know. Not him. Yeah, and you know, his wife looks like well, that. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Oh, uh, never mind. Let's end this before you get in trouble. Watch the episode of Music Is Live podcast with the Ice Cold Killers. You'll know what we think of Glenn Ben. All right. So you, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm biased. I, do like the, I like the Aside's music, the least early albums, but yeah. You're right, Lou. I, I can't go any further. You get the idea. Anyway. Not really. Yeah, I mean, but that's old I am. I uh, saw these bands live and and uh, Wayne, stop right. Manny. He's lamenting. Yeah, I, I am. I'm gonna cry now. He's trying to anyway. <laughs> he's trying to finalize Cooper in there one more time. Uh since you're wearing a Megadeth shirt, what's your favorite Megadeth song? Favorite Megadeth song? Kind kind of a basic answer, but Sweating Bullets because my band covered Sweating Bullets once, and I just like poured my life into remembering those words because it was it was a lot, you know. Man. So um yeah, definitely Sweating Bullets because I just like the like self dialogue thing going on, and it took forever for me to remember that, you know. So 
sweating bullets sweating bullets oh no tornado souls okay like i like tornado souls the solos are absolutely crazy i will say the tornado souls solos are insane yeah like insane but yeah i i, I like a lot of megadeth like a lot of megadeth i really like peace cells i like the baseline you know uh, basic what's your answer favorite album favorite okay. album megadeth. probably just symphony Symphony, you really? know, has a lot of great songs on there, you know. Basic answer, but you know, okay. sometimes it has a lot of great songs. So yeah, it's a good album. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I remember yeah. my youth when that when that album came out. Actually, it's funny when that album came out. My my grandfather was with me when I bought it, and uh, he was driving me obviously because I was young. And I put it in this cassette mm-hmm. player, and he listened to the whole thing. He actually liked some of it, so it was kind of funny seeing. Uh, you know, hey, Sonny, I don't know the stuff you like, but it's pretty good. Reminds me of Glenn Miller. Uh, My grandfather did not. Yes. He did not talk like that at all. Well, <laughs> he didn't you talk wanted, like that. At least he didn't sound like my grandfather. You know, like you don't want that. No, my grandfather was cool. He's the one that got me into music, so he liked everything. Oh, he's cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. All right, Gabby. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank and you. Thank for you. Yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, even though you're you're actually your birthday's in two days, so you're almost 14 years old. You're yep. actually you acted older than half of the guests that we've had on this show. You acted older really? than, than the host. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, a was a lot more you know? a lot more mature than us host. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, actually, a lot. yeah. And thank you to your mother, Anna, for uh, providing us consent to uh, have you on the show today. Uh, we wanted to make sure we did this the right way because we believe that the kids should be protected. So leave yes. them kids alone. Yes, Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything that, do you have a YouTube channel or anything that people can go to yet? Or, or yeah, anything you want to plug? I have a YouTube channel yet. I'm going to start one up for sure. I'm going to start one up. I have Instagrams, you know, so. Do you want anybody I, to follow I'm, you? I don't. I I know social media and everything, but uh, do you want to let the name out or um, not? I, it's up to you. I, I I will eventually. I haven't quite yet because I haven't really posted anything yet. So like, it, it, there's like nothing quite there yet. But it's definitely it's 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 in the making. It's in the making. Yeah. Well, when it, gets, when it gets when it gets there, you let us know, and then we'll post it, and, and then people can yeah, follow. Yeah, we'll, we'll promote right. it. Yeah, and then we hope, again, we hope yeah. to hear uh, some new songs from you and some original stuff. So if you have anything, let us know and uh, we'll get you back on the show again. Great. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank no you problem. for coming on. And everybody, please oh, hit you. that subscribe button because we're at 982 subscribers. We're almost to a thousand. Lou, what happens when they get to the thousand subscriber? You get in the mail an autographed <laughs> copy of this <laughs> Death Leopard tribute album, which features. Uh, other artists performing Def Leppard karaoke to original Def Leppard tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard karaoke. That just kills me. Oh. <laughs> uh, the former vocalist of Vinnie Vincent, who was never in the band. Um, but you get it autographed by Four Fifths of Seven Angel. Myself, Wayne, Alex, and uh, George, our bassist. Because we do the best cover on this, On Through the Night. We do. Actually, it is. I've not heard the rest, but based Thank on you. your description of karaoke. <laughs> no, I mean, look, there are some good tracks on this. Like, I'll give it up to former Def Leppard uh, drummer, Tony Kennig, his band, um, Chef Leppard. Uh, they, they do... 
<laughs> can't make this up. They did a great job. <laughs> uh, Roxy Blue did a great job of let it go. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know what, right. Lou, I'll do for the thousand subscriber. I will throw in a Severed Angel CD as well. <laughs> Why do you uh, see that and raise that to a copy of Project Resurrect. I was going reality. to just do that too, but I don't have one sitting here. Do I? No, I don't have one sitting here, but I will throw that in too. So you'll have a Project Resurrect. You'll have a Seven Angel CD. You'll have a Def Leppard tribute karaoke album CD. And I'll even throw, throw one on there as well. I will throw in the first album that I ever recorded, which was my wife's album, Beneath the Curtain from Aaron Michelle my favorite singer songwriter there you go and then you get a bunch of stickers because i got a bunch of stickers for a bunch of things so you'll get all that stuff and uh anna if you want a cd you'll get one all right so hit that subscribe button be that thousand subscriber and stay on the subscription okay don't 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 chicken out and click subscribe then click cancel once you get the uh cds in your uh mail you rats salad <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again, Abby, uh, Gabby, for coming on the show. And thanks to Anna's yeah, mom, who's also in the chat. And we will see you guys next week with uh, Carl Kennedy from The Rods. All right. Finally. Awesome. Finally. Thank All you. right. Good morning. Thanks.